Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. I am your host. My name is Hannah Norris. And I'm here, as always, with my husband. Carl Donnelly. Hey, I was going to give you more introductions then. Okay. I was going to say a birth partner, okay. um, mate, yeah. friend. Yeah. Carl Donnelly. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Um, so this is a podcast about pregnancy. We're here. This is episode 33. Um, over the course of my pregnancy, we've been recording every week, yes. talking to guests and each other. Started at week Six. Six. Um, while we didn't know anything about pregnancy, yeah. and <laughs> we're now at week 38, and it's been so interesting and useful for us that I think we've, we've become a little bit experts and taken a whole load of tips from our guests and yes. really we've, got guidance throughout the whole thing. Loads of birth stories, yep. been given loads of great tips for yeah, during pregnancy, during birth, in the initial phases after birth. Yeah, and books that we've read and kind of talked to each other about and things like that so i hope if you've been listening along that you've been enjoying it and finding it informative like we have as well um like i said we're at week 38 now and i did say last week that we were gonna be joined by a guest by felicity Felicity ward Ward. which we're excited about because we spoke to her back when i was eight weeks pregnant and she was 38 weeks pregnant um, but there's a slight change of plan and we're joined by a very special <laughs> very guest. Very special guest. And that's our baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are joined by um, the newest member of the clan. Um, of the Keith Jaggers podcast family. Yeah, and the clan by clan I meant <laughs> the Donnelly clan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we've just been joined by a little racist. Yeah. Um, no, we've been, uh, we had a bit of a surprise. Her name is Twyla. Twyla. And she's asleep on my lap right now yes and she is uh one one week old yeah so um this is cheating a bit because it's a couple of days officially after week 38 but we still thought we'd well we just decided we'd record we might might as well (laughs) do you know what i mean we sort of yeah yeah it'd be be quite fun because one of the things we learned um during pregnant during this whole time is like a baby can come out and is viable Yes. Between week 37 to week 42. It was viable long before that. But yeah. in terms of when they give you a window of oh, yeah, like, due. Yeah. You know, where they, yeah, they sort of say, yeah, it's between is it 37 and... Yeah, 42. Yes. Um, so the the due date they give you is about week 40. Yes. So that's what we've been working towards with our episode plans and things yeah. like that. <laughs> so we, were, yeah, we planned to go right up to episode 35. Yeah, until the baby was born. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, she's here a bit early, but we thought we'd we'd share... My birth story, our birth yeah. story, and kind of the fact that she's here with us. Um, and potentially, if things don't get, <laughs> if our brains don't I turn mean, to total yeah, I mean, mush. how, yeah, we're currently just about holding this conversation <laughs> we together. We have not had a conversation like this for, <laughs> <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Since we last recorded. But anyway, so week 38. Um, it was it was on the day of week thirty eight. I woke up that morning and I went to the toilet and I saw a little bit of pink. Yes, like a little, just a little kind of bit of tissue or something very pale pink. And I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Is that the one you called me in to look at? Or was that the day before? I think the day I can't remember. Maybe it was the little pink one. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, I just kind of banked that in my head. And that day I had an appointment with the hematologist and the obstetrician because I've. Been on the steroids. Yeah. Been on the roids. Been on the roids for your platelets. <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Um, so I went in to see them and it seemed like they were working and the platelet levels were going up. Yes. Um, but they still wanted to check back in the following week and they started throwing around induction and things like that and potentially having to go down that route. Um, they asked me where I wanted to have the baby and I was like, well, you know, we're talking about home birth and then birth centre and the hematologist just shook her head and went no yeah it's going to be in the labor ward because they needed to have me monitored in case with low platelets what can happen is that 
you lose a lot of blood because the platelets help your blood to clot. So they said they need to have me monitored. And because they weren't sure if um, the drop in my platelets was due to pregnancy or a immuno immuno thing Auto, itp yeah, it's called yeah, yeah. autoimmune disorder yes. itp like thrombocytopenia some <laughs> word like that now it's, 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 i haven't said the, that many the, syllables <laughs> the state of tiredness we're in i don't think you should be trying to, <laughs> to put one of those words out but the thing your hat <laughs> can say hat that's a syllable yeah, that's, one syllable yeah. word um so if it was in the immuno condition potentially our baby would also have it and therefore um, it meant that they, if there were types of interventions, they wouldn't be able to do like, you wouldn't be able to use Vontus, yeah. can't do forceps. No. It was like something like high forceps they couldn't do, but they could do low forceps. Yeah. And if I was to have an epidural, my platelets would need to be above 70. If I was going to have a cesarean, I think they needed to be above 50. Yes. Um, a normal, uh, guys, a normal platelet level is 150 to 450 yeah, yeah, yeah. something or others. Just like we all know, a normal cervix is three centimeters. Um, so my platelets were about 70-ish, which was good. It meant that I would be able to have both those things, but they didn't know if they were going to drop. So they, I said, okay, you know, if that's going to be something that happens and, it's, and it has to be an emergency cesarean or an emergency epidural yes. or something, then I understand. But they're not my choices for the birth. Um, and I... I was a bit worried about the label board. I had a real vision in my mind about white r rooms and single beds and yes. kind of very fluorescent lighting and things like that. And I, I asked if I could go and have a look at it. And they said, well, because of COVID rules at the moment, there's no visitors allowed. But they said it's exactly the same as the birth centre, which yeah. we had visited. Yes, It was on the floor above. And she's like, it's exactly the same. It's like um, wooden floors. And you can look out over the prison. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, we'll explain that. It's Queen Charlotte's, just yes. in case anyone hasn't listened to all the episodes where we talked about where we would go in. Oh, and on the on, we walked there for the appointment that day. And we walked across Wormwood Scrubs, which is a big open yeah, parkland. Which is much nicer than it sounds. Mm -hmm. But I was um, saying to Carl that I did have visions of walking yes. to the birth. When you were in labour. Yeah. Because this is about a 25-minute walk from my house. Yeah. It's quite an easy I mean, it's, one of, it's a horrible walk for the first half. Because you yeah. just walk down Scrubs Lane, which is quite an industrial area. And then you get to one of the Scrubs and suddenly you turn off Scrubs Lane and you're just in this massive heath, essentially, aren't you? Yeah. So it's a weird, you know, it comes out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> she's trying to make some noises. And just had visions of like me crawling across the Scrubs, being ready to give birth. <laughs> but but we, didn't, we no. didn't, guys, we didn't do that. That's not a spoiler alert, but no. we didn't. Um and so we had that hospital appointment and then we went and visited a couple of friends at a social distance yes. and walked up to Notting Hill to go and get a falafel that I'm obsessed with and then came home. Now, that Friday night was also the night of a Sagittarius <laughs> full moon. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius and um, it was Gemini, like this time of year. Of course. Is Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, th I figured I'd need to do some sort of moon ritual just to welcome in that Sagittarian full moon into my life. Yeah. So we... Um, have you talked... I don't know if you've mentioned... Have you mentioned any of your weird moon rituals <laughs> on here before? <laughs> if we save it to the last... Like, it could be potentially the last episode. It's like I, I'm a cult leader and I've just sucked you all in. And yeah, then yeah. I'm like, but it's nothing, not weird. It's nothing crazy. It's just, you know, nah. sitting in a garden with some, some candles crystals, and yeah. writing some... Uh, like intentions. Yeah, intentions. And you burn stuff and you release stuff. Yes. Or on a new moon you kind of... Um, manifest or just think about stuff that you want to invite and you've done world. one before you were i pregnant. did when i was when i was doing ivf um lou sanders and i sat <laughs> um on the banks of the thames and like did a full moon ritual because yes. she was doing a gig and i was i was working there as well and we, <laughs> we set some stuff on fire <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so that that ritual was about creation yes for me um and then I did one with my mum as well when she was here. Yeah, how did she feel? Was she, was she liked it. Was she into it? Yeah, she's into it. I just say, Mum, I'm going to go be witches for a <laughs> <Okay>. sec. <laughs> Sit in the garden. So I, I said to Carl that I wanted to do one that night. Yes. So we went outside with some candles. Sat in, sat in the grass. Yeah, Carl looked up a couple of things online. Yeah, so there was a thing where... Um, so it's, basically, it's if you rub your belly clockwise, clockwise yeah. uh, with the moonlight on it, yeah. it's meant to it's, it's meant to speed up the... Yeah. Um, the birth. We got a bit of moonlight on some 
water yeah so we just did, <laughs> like basically we just, I, I just you said you wanted to do it i said i'm up for that so we, I, I found a few things we went and did it that night yeah. then we then well, well i was gonna say and that was yeah that, that was still two weeks before the due date. yeah exactly and that was like i didn't want an induction that was a main thing Definitely. and i've said all the way along i'm like i think she's gonna come early i just had a feeling yes. that she was gonna be here earlier even though everyone says first baby yeah they're like no way late. um and then when we came inside I, was, I got a like Polaroid camera out and I was like, Carl, take a photo of me. And then I took a photo of him on the sofa. And because I've been saying the whole time, I'm like, I want some really nice photos. I want some really nice photos. But I just had a feeling that I had to take him now. Yeah. And I took all my clothes off and I lay on the sofa <laughs> next to our nice jungle of plants. And I was like, take one of me here. Yeah, so I had to take a nude Polaroid. Yeah, twice. You had to take two of them. Yeah. And put them to one side, went to bed, woke up at four... 45 the next morning I think went to the toilet and then in the toilet it was like exactly the same kind of discharge as the day before but this one was dark red and I was like okay this I think is happening and I I can't remember if it was then I felt a sort of dull period pain type ache but I basically went to bed read some things and about 7 15 I remember feeling like okay yeah there's something going on yeah yeah and saying to Carl, I think something's happening. You were fast asleep. You went, oh, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> and then I think we got up about 8.30. Yeah. And but you, then you sort of did say, I think there is something happening. Yeah. But you even like you still were had an, a slight uncertainty to your voice. Yeah. You know, you, even you, I think, were thinking this could be a little tester. Yeah. What Braxton Hicks yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, but so we sort of left it and we started just tidying. I I I we I went and just double checked the birth. Yeah, the hospital, that, bag, the hospital bag and made was, some food. Yeah, I was nice, determined on getting a nice breakfast. Yeah, so we made a lovely breakfast and like it was, it was really chilled. And then it got to about I reckon it was ten thirty when you said to me, "I think we should check the." If they, like, with time I said, do you haven't? Do you have? Did you download that app? I hadn't, but I did then download which I've got like nine thirty. Yeah, what was the app called? What was the positive um, positive birth companies? Yeah, uh, Millie Hills. Yeah, they've got an app you can download which measures contraction times, and they, it, this was about ten thirty, ten forty five. Earlier than that. When I started timing it, yeah, I reckon. No, we weren't timing it then. <laughs> okay. Well, because it's literally <laughs> the first time I timed it. Yeah. It said you're in labour. Yeah. I didn't think that, that was that. Maybe, yeah. It might, it might have been. For some reason, I just thought it was sort of about, you know, 40. What time did we go to the hospital? Oh, that's going to ruin it. Oh, sorry. Um, but basically... 11, that, 11.30, I, 11.30 we got there. Okay, so I thought it was only about 45 minutes before that that okay. we, we found out that you were in labour. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I'd walk around and um, Carl would... I'd say to Carl, oh, I think this is one. And so he'd press I'd it. I'd hit the button. And, and then, then you'd just, I'd just wait for you to tell I'd go, it's oh, gone. yeah, I think it's gone. And then there'd be ones that I'd just sort of let pass and I didn't need to even tell yes. you that they were happening. But anyway, the app was telling me quite <laughs> categorically that you were in labour based on the fact that you were having three contractions every within 10 minutes. And they were all 45 seconds at least. And the other thing we hadn't do, done was actually finish the birth plan. No, so, So yes. I, I had notes on my computer and was just like, Carl, can you <laughs> tidy these up for me, please? Yeah, so basically I'd made breakfast, I was timing your contractions and I was writing the birth plan <laughs> while you were in labour. Walking around. Yeah. Um, so we'd printed that up. Yeah. And then... We kind of went, okay, I'll call the hospital. So I called them and said, look, I'm, I'm 38 weeks pregnant and I think something's happening. Like I think I might be having contractions. And she basically said, first baby, second baby. And I yeah. went, first baby. And she said, call back when they're intense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I said, okay, and hung up. Then walked around for a bit longer yeah, yeah. while Carl kept timing. But that's the thing is obviously I think they are programmed to say that because yeah. they're used to people uh, slightly panicking. Yeah. And that's, I totally understand that. We've heard a lot of those stories. But I think I knew full well that you've got, because you, you don't really, you've got quite a high pain threshold with yeah. things like period pains and stuff. I know that from the past. I was then, I was like, I was convinced you were fully in labour. The other thing was as well with the um, seeing the haematologist the day before, what they told me about was that potentially with the extra amniotic fluid that I had was when my waters break, what could happen was that the cord yes. could fall out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the cord prolapse, I believe they call it. Yeah. Ooh. So when that happens, <laughs> it means that then 
the cord can kind of dry out on the outside and the nutrients from the placenta don't get to the baby. So it's quite, and it's an emergency situation. Yes. So if that, whenever my waters broke, was my advice was you have to go straight to the hospital yeah, yeah. rather than that thing of riding it out and being at home and just taking it really cruisy and having to be there within 24 hours, I think, yeah. the advice before that. It was like, if that happens, you have to go. Well, yeah, it's if, you, if you, your waters break and you, know, you, don't, you don't start having contractions within the 24 hours, like if you're not actually yeah. going into labour, then yeah, you have to go in because that's when you, it's, it's dangerous otherwise. Whereas if my waters broke and, and if the cord does prolapse, anyone, you just have to get on your hands and knees and just um, call the ambulance straight away. And then if you're in the hospital, they, they deal with it there. They put it back in, don't they? Yeah. They pop it back up. They shove it back in. <laughs> so I was more aware of that. Like the fact of getting to hospital was more important than perhaps we had yes. initially planned. So then Carl called back. I called back because I was like, right, I'm timing these. <laughs> and I know the nurse at the other end is thinking that you're overplaying it or you've, you're a first time um pregnant person and you're you're like just you know it's caught you off guard how strong the contractions are yeah so but i called her like i was like i was i'm gonna say it straight and i just said look i'm timing them they are she's had three in the last 10 minutes they've all been 45 seconds to a minute and they're strong and i I said it with enough commitment i think she went okay come in and it was like right let's do this and so carla downloaded a black cabs app we hadn't particularly decided how we were getting there either (laughs) (laughs) so he downloaded the app because bike cabs can take you to to the hospital well they've got no issues uh, with um insurance well basically addison lee won't take somebody to the hospital if you're in labor because they they say that their insurance don't cover any issues Mm. but most taxi firms are fine yeah mini cabs as well mini cabs are fine um but when you went to get a taxi, there was none in the area. Couldn't get any taxis, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up just getting an Uber and just thinking, let's just not tell him. Yeah. I just said to you, just can you be quiet in the yeah. taxi? <laughs> I was really quiet the whole way. You were, because there was, I remember because we were still ch- checking on the Yeah, that's right. I just gave you a contractions. head nod. And I, there was one where you went, because I could see when you, before we left, they were strong, you know, but you were just walking them off and you were breathing through it. Yeah. And in the taxi when you had them, I could see you were just looking out the window with that thousand yard stare just <laughs> breathing no it like i don't think we were i wasn't particularly doing hypnobirthing um i i feel like i really went into my acting techniques and breath yes. and voice work and things like that that's where i went to which is very, very connected to hypnobirthing and and breathing exercises yeah. and so um that was you know that was where i was at with breath work and things but we got hospital went in up to maternity triage yes on the third floor um the woman let me in again carl couldn't come in because of COVID. outside and there was two there was two beds there and they're both the beds were taken and she's like okay well you just have to wait i was like okay yeah so i was just in this kind of little waiting room having contractions surges and she she managed to clear those two women out of the beds. Yeah. And then said, come through and to do an examination on me. I um, saw one of them women. They came out. And that's when I realized why people get told to hold out a bit longer. Because like both of them definitely were not as much in labor as you. Mm-hmm. And they'd already been, they were, they were already there getting checked in. Like, yeah. And so when they walked, one of them walked past me just on the phone. And she was like, she was not in, (laughs) she had two days left probably. So actually, I think seeing them as well made me realise I had then got this instinct that you were quite in labour. Yeah. They weren't going to go, yeah, you're sort of, you know, you're whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to be here for another 24 hours or something. I thought you were going to come out and tell me, oh, yeah, we're in. in Which is what happened. She checked me and I was five centimetres dilated. So she's like, okay, we're going to. Just go go back yeah. out into the corridor with your husband <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, we'll get you sorted. We'll get a room sorted. So I texted a couple of friends, maybe just my family and like three friends. I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. five centimetres dilated at the hospital. Yes. It's going to happen. Oh, and the other thing was that we had planned a Zoom party yeah, on for the, the Sunday. Sunday. So this was a Saturday and I had this thing that I really wanted to just get together with my friends before having the baby, yeah. which if it wasn't, um, you know, if we weren't in 
lockdown, we would have had a we would have had a big barbecue the yeah, week before, yeah, 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 kind yeah. of a party. I would have had a party in Australia, which we didn't get to have. So I really wanted to see everyone. So I'd sent out these invitations for like a Zoom yeah. catch up on the Sunday at 11 a.m. and another one at 8 p.m. So we could cover the time zones of the UK, LA, and Australia. Yes. And sent out to you know 100 people or something like that. Um, and yeah, so then I only just texted a couple of friends and was like, look, I think it's happening. Yeah, yeah. We got shown into the labour ward and it was beautiful. Well, yeah, because they, yeah, it was mad. They took us into, a, it was a lovely room mm. and really chilled where they are, you had your own bathroom. Yeah. Um, and there was like a nice little corner chair for me and it was, yeah, I started setting up. And that, that tip from Hattie to have, say that you were happy to have a student midwife. Yes. We did it. I had written it on my birth plan. I think that turned out to be one of the biggest, best tips we had yeah. the whole time. Because then we just had a student midwife, Amelia, with she, us she the whole lovely. day. And she was so, she was really calm. And I think mm-hmm. what I really liked about it is she sort of, uh, you know, she let us set the tone. Yeah. And she just chilled and just, yeah. you know, when it was times when it was just no one was talking, you were just walking around and doing your thing. Oh, and I was, was just sitting there, net, like, you know, I was putting music on i was getting you water i was doing whatever i was just doing the things like to let you in your headspace go about what you yeah. were doing um one thing i so also i hadn't planned was what i was going to wear because i was wearing a motley crew t-shirt <laughs> and some leggings that were fluorescent yes. purple and blue leopard print hello world <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that motley crew t-shirt has seen some yeah shit now <laughs> Um, so we're in that room and then there's the midwife emma um who was lovely as well yes. she came in at one point wearing a mask and she's like i'm just wearing this because i've eaten salami yeah not because of covid <laughs> and i was like well thank you because i'm a vegan and i really respect yes. you uh, respecting me like that um and quite early on we were in that room for i don't know 10 minutes yeah i just minutes. started setting up i was getting everything out of the bag and putting crystals bloody sp- <laughs> setting up speakers and stuff and, and then uh, yeah then they said oh do, you know would, were you interested in having a water birth? And I was like, well, yeah, definitely interested in having the option. Um, and she's like, well, the pool room's free. Yeah. I was like, cool. Immediately, my Australian brain thinks about the uh, the film The Castle, where there's everything that goes straight to the pool room. If there's something special, they go, oh, it's going to the pool room. It's going to the pool room. And I was like, yes, let's go to the pool room. So we got, Carl had to pack back up. We got bumped up. We got upgrade. taken down the corridor to... My God, like the presidential suite. It was, yeah. And this is a labour ward. Like this is, I, and this a is. Labor a labour ward at is, a public hospital yes. on the NHS. This is how swanky it was. Oh my God. It wasn't until two days after uh, when I, sa- I said, how lucky are we that we ended up, like we ended up in the birth centre. Yeah. Because I thought that was what it was. And then you explained to me, no, that was, it, it basically it was the, the, ver- the maternity version of the birth centre pool room. Yeah. It was massive. Yeah. It had an inbuilt light system. Yeah. Where the light, it was like mood lighting that changed That's right. They said to me, do you want dark day? lights or do you want dark or bright light? I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went dark. And they just turned on this system and it meant, just meant it's like sort of this constant flowing dark like colours. Dark blue dark, and oh. amber and, and there was murals all on the walls of like yeah. a seascape <laughs> and macaws and trees. There yeah. was a huge pool. Well, there was a massive pool, bed next to it. Yeah. Chair. That bed was like a floor bed, like yeah. a couple of mattresses. And then you had the big sort of, uh, over the other side of the room, you had the actual hospital style bed. And that's where you had the monitors and stuff. So you actually had like, there was so much room to yeah. just mooch around. Yeah, it was like, yeah, when you go to a hotel and you get an upgrade and the room's much yeah, better than yeah, what yeah, you yeah, planned. Yeah, yeah. You've got loads of space. And Carl had, uh, I reckon I'm going to make Carl put his hypnobirthing playlist available on Spotify. Because yeah. it was amazing. I mean, yeah, what I'll do... I'll, I'll change it to hypnobirthing Keith Jaggers. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to search for those words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you search for it, having heard it, the, those words now, I, it should come up. I'll put it, I'll make it public. Yeah. Because basi- it basically felt like we were at a day spa. <laughs> it did. But at the same time, I was walking around re- making some good noises oh. and breathing. Um, and they attached me because, because they wanted to monitor me. I had a um, thing that, like a little circle thing yeah, yeah. that was on my stomach that could measure her heartbeat and one that measured my contraction so i just had they were kind of elastic bands around them on my waist yeah. they were really unobtrusive and they meant i could go in the water with them as well yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and yeah, just walked around and realised it was all happening. That was a really because because obviously then it was up on the screen. Yeah, the, the we could see user, the heartbeat. Being heartbeat. able to see both heart rates and the contraction strength. Yeah, was really I found that really made me feel like I was understanding what you were going through yeah. much more than just watching you. Um, not that I was watching it all the time, but like just because I I could what would happen is obviously I could see the the regularity of them yeah and I could also see when they were going through a period where they were really strong yeah and I was I could see how you were reacting and I don't know just made it more gave it more of a context yeah it made more sense like there was one point I went and sat on the bed and went really into a very zen yeah, you, place that was, that was I weird I just breathed really deeply and they slowed right down oh, yeah I was looking at the screen and it was like they were yeah and they, they got further apart yeah it was like you were or you'd almost put it on pause for, yeah. a, for a 10 15 minutes but then knowing that and seeing that on the screen i was like oh that's not the plan no and kind of moved from that position and yeah, started walking yeah, yeah, around yeah. again so it was really amazing like that and i saw things respond to things that i thought in my head yeah, like yeah. i had little internal monologues or um just talking to myself talking through things and i could see the contractions get stronger or lighter yeah. depending on kind of what i was saying so um particularly at one point there was this one point where i went in my head i said come on waters let's do this yeah. like let's it's time to break and it just spiked yeah, like yeah, yeah. double the size of any of the other contractions before it yeah Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend and give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there? Would you rather not? Yeah, no, no, no. I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, but before that, I was doing, guys, I did the no drugs for a while. Yeah, plan. you had, what was it, paracetamol at three? Yeah, so we got it at 11.30 and at three o'clock I went, okay, I'll have some paracetamol. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's not, I don't care what anyone says, that is not uh, drugs for pregnancy <laughs> or giving birth. I don't, that is, that's what you take if you've got a mild hangover. Yeah, but I took some. Yeah, so you took paracetamol. And then probably about maybe 45 minutes or an hour after that. It was about 4.30 when you first, okay. when you had a honk on the gas and air. Yeah, because what I did, I suddenly realised that I was afraid of my waters breaking because I'd been kind of feeling okay through the the level and the intensity of the contractions I had this fear of my water's going to break and it's suddenly all going to change yes. and it's going to get scary and really full-on and really painful and I eventually I just voiced that I said this is how I'm feeling I think I'd like to try some gas and air yeah, yeah, yeah. and then things again sort of ramped up a little bit so my first suck on the gas and air I was just like I am drunk <laughs> and I kept relating the feeling for me gas and air felt like when you're pissed and you come home and you're leaning on the edge of the toilet yeah, yeah. seat and you're like oh what did I do yeah. <laughs> I'm so drunk I had this one point where with those two um, elastic bands around my waist with the monitors 
I was like, this feels like I'm drunk and I've just woken up only in a skirt, <laughs> fully naked, yeah. going, oh no, what's happened? What yeah. have I been doing? Why am I here like this? Um, but it was, that was fine. Like it was useful to, yes. to go to that. And then they said, look, do you want to do, we'll do a vaginal exam if you want one just to see where you're at. Yeah. So that happened at about five, it's I think. five o'clock. It's pretty almost on a dot. Yeah. And I had to go into the hospital bed with the stirrups and things. And they did an exam and they said, okay, well, there's no cervix left. Yes. And in my head, like from tiny, that tiny little cervix that was getting monitored going, there's none left. So obviously 10 centimeters, that blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden... I did what I thought was a huge, huge diarrhea shit <laughs> over everybody, over Emma and Amelia, who were like looking up my vagina. Emma, Emma was literally, her face was a foot away from your, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I said, did I just do a shit? No. And what had happened was your waters had broken so, like, aggressively. Exploded. They exploded out all over Emma. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when we were all laughing we, yeah. but then turn and then you thought you'd done a yeah. number two I just imagine that there's poo over everybody there was, was no poo at that nah, point there was waters there wasn't yeah. poo was there poo there was a couple of bits now and again oh, but yeah. actually but no I will say well, I, yeah, I've, not I've not told you about it there was a, no. couple, there was a couple of moments where uh, right towards the end yeah uh, well there was one bit where you were on a little stool oh yeah and a little poo came out then but oh, it yeah. was, I mean it was tiny so <laughs> So my water's <laughs> broke and then, so that's five o'clock. And I think that then means that you're in transition maybe. Yeah. So they said, okay, we're going to let you just go with this for the next hour. And at six o'clock, we're going to start actively pushing. Yes. And I said, okay, then I had a new internal monologue, which is um, the date was the 6th of June, 6, 6. And I didn't want her to be born at six o'clock. I yeah, didn't want yeah, her to yeah. be a 666 six, six baby. So... <laughs> I was like, right, I have to get this done before six o'clock. Exactly, you're already a witch. You don't want to a little <laughs> yeah. devil. I have to get this done before six. And so I um, started like, okay, going into a new zone and trying different positions and using the gas and air. But they realized quite quickly the gas and air wasn't aiding me at this point. They no. I, I was like, this is, this is happening. And then like, are you, are you actually having a contraction now? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I'm just making noises and thinking I was doing something else. So they took the gas and air away from me. Yeah. And then at six o'clock, it was like, okay. Let's do this. It's time. So the main instruction for the active pushing was imagine you're doing the biggest poo yeah. you've ever done in push your life. Push down into push, your bottom, they kept Push saying. down into your bottom and push. And don't make, if you use too much voice, that's like, to bring your energy into your voice, you have to put the energy into the pushing. Yeah, they were saying the trick is to hold your breath essentially, yeah. push with your breath held. So, because then, because you're not using up any energy releasing air. Yeah, which I found really tricky this whole section. Um, and so I was kind of on all fours on the bed thing, and then they put a birthing stool out in the middle of the room. And that was a weird, like, that's so you, as if you're going to the toilet, you sit on that and try and yeah, yeah. push out from so that. You, angle. Yeah, so you did all fours on the bed. Mm hmm birth stool yeah then was that the last one before moving on to yeah then they moved oh, they had, you tried on your side Do you remember that oh, yeah. for a bit you tried, they tried some weird it's basically what happened was when you're on a stool they said that she was struggling to come around the bend yeah which i still don't fully understand it. yeah it's that was i couldn't understand some of the anatomy of it and i was like i just don't i don't know how to do this bit yeah, i don't know yeah, how to yeah. do it um but so they got me and her heart rate was going up and down yeah, a bit, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't crazy. I mean, I think they just say that to keep your commitment to pushing yeah. on. Because I kept checking it and when they'd say that, it had gone up so... It was such a minor amount and it would settle straight away. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think they would... I, I Quite rightly, they do that to keep you on your on yeah. your toes and just make sure you're doing it. I'd said a couple of days before to Carl, we'd watched, we'd watched a bit of Jurassic Park yeah. where someone, where Julianne Moore has to hang off a building with just oh, yeah, one yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. And I always see those um, scenes in films and I get scared because I'm like, I'm not strong enough. I would fall off that building. <laughs> I'd do some arm strength. And I had a similar feeling in this bit of pushing. I was like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to do this. I don't yeah. know how to get her out. I don't know how to do this. Um, 
and I just forgot as well, we had doctors come and visit us as well because potentially if I was going to have to have an epidural. Yeah, they popped in. Yeah, and they, that was something that I kept avoiding and the yes. anaesthetist came in as well. Um, and so during this, they put, so they're like, you have to go onto the hospital bed. We want to try up there. Yeah. So I was in the classic on my back stirrups. Yeah. But that was only for the last bit. Yeah. 20 minutes. I would half say, I reckon it might have been half an hour. But this bed, kind of the bottom of it popped out. Yeah. And just made a big hole. Yeah. So you, I think you got in this, you actually got on your back and in the stirrups at about 6.40. Yeah. And I did kept, keep checking the time with you. Yes. Because now I needed to get past six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and into the seven o'clock yes. range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, when I was on my back, then they said, you know, we want to do an episiotomy. Yes. And I was like, fine just do it well yeah as i've said like you know i i've sort of chatted to a few friends since where like they've asked what was it like as as for as as a observer yeah and the partner and you know because it had been it had been so chilled really yeah, up yeah. until your waters broke and even after that that next hour after your waters broke yeah was pretty chilled in the sense you were trying some pushing yourself there yeah. was no they weren't really doing much no they just let you just have this hour to yourself to get prepped, I suppose. Yeah. And so up to that point, it had been so much more manageable mm. than I have heard and seen and thought. And then that last hour just does go full on. You yeah. Know? And it's not full on in, in a way that I want to scare people. It's just like exactly what Josh Howie said when he goes, it just gets so real. And like it's, the most, it's so intense and there's emotion and there's a noise and there's just i don't know it just feels like you are reaching a crescendo yeah and so yeah once you were on the stirrups i stayed up with you yeah and was doing that thing of you know because they were shouting push down or don't like, hold your breath yeah. and i could keep tell going, that keep you going, were struggling keep going keep going keep going so keep going, I, keep going keep yeah going, keep i tried going. to just f- say versions of that yeah in language i thought at that point you'd understand more yeah and i was just right in your face and in your ear yeah but it was intense, like just hold it on. Yeah. Yeah. And there was an extra midwife, and I had to push them with my legs, and I had to. Oh, is there, yeah, that woman who brought she that that um she brought a towel. Amina. Amina, yeah, and she um so yeah she there was a third one and a doctor, uh and yeah she did this thing where she rolled a towel, and she goes grab this and she said whenever you start a push. Uh, yeah, just pull pull me towards you. Yeah, and it was just I was watching this like voice. I'd forgotten about proper, that. Yeah, I'd forgotten actually, but it, and it sounds more. I think I'm making it sound more extreme than it, it was. It was just it's literally probably twenty minute period where they were like, "We are getting this baby yeah. out now." It, it what she wants to come out. She's just struggling to get around that little corner, but she's there. She's ready. You could see the head. Yeah, I could see the head. I, I, I couldn't help have a couple of little looks. Yeah, and. I mean, it looks, it's, you know, it doesn't look graphic. It that's weird. It doesn't feel, like, gory. Mm. It just feels like this, it shouldn't, that shouldn't be, like, happen. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense that, it's like your whole, that area changes shape. Yeah. You can see something is coming towards it. It's like, Jesus. Like, yeah, I just, it, there was no part of me that was, like, grossed out. I yeah. just felt more like confused yeah I, I think that's the same as me like i knew it was happening but i couldn't i couldn't work out how this made sense yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also in terms of pain for you i remember one point they asked if you needed pain relief mm. and you and this was right in that final 10 minutes where you know it's extreme and you're you're pushing and really making a lot of noise on the pushes and you said to them uh you said no it doesn't hurt i just don't I just don't know what if I'm doing it right. Yeah. And that was, a, I think, a really telling moment for, I think people think that bit is going to be the really painful bit. Yeah. But actually, I think it's just the hardest in terms of the exertion of energy. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the thing I would I would get worried about in that, going, am I going to, this is, that was the point with the Jurassic Park <laughs> falling off the building thing. Like, do I have enough strength to actually do this? Yes. Am I powerful enough? Can I Can I actually push this baby out? Yeah. Which I did. Yeah, so I made that the episiotomy. They made a little cut, mm. which I didn't see, but I did see a sort of slight um, spray of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I was I was linked up to a drip at this point as well with this transalzamic acid or something. Oh, yeah, which just to stop any excess to do with and, yeah clotting and stuff like that. And then yeah, they did that little cut, mm. and they went right. This is it, and you just pushed. And she just came out. Yeah. <laughs> it just literally popped out. 
And that was at 7.12pm. 7.12pm. Got over the 666. Yes. <laughs> and then they had a baby. Then we had a baby. We had a baby. And it's amazing. I don't know. Obviously, I can't imagine what your mental state was like at that point. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in your head. Mm. But what I found so amazing was, it, yeah, this sort of chilled building up to this sort of 6, 6.30pm, crazy 30, 40 minutes of intense come on we're gonna do this and then the moment she pops out there's this total calm just everything just goes warm yeah and then they just pop her on you yeah and they go about their business they were doing so much activity around i don't know what they were doing they, they were, were but they cleaning was... things i could I, it was very calm though yeah that's what i mean feel... i suppose the noise i think they're very aware that they go quite quiet because it's been quite a loud half an hour mm. and so there was a doctor who was stitching me up yes Amelia was doing something. Emma was doing something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you probably didn't see the, the carnage that was no. around the floor. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously that bottom of the bed's off. Yeah. Everything that's coming out is on the floor, essentially. Yeah. And on the nurses. Yeah, like Emma took, Emma slipped over at one point <laughs> just before t- Twyla came out. And it was just, yeah, it was just, it, it was just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, they put her on me. There was that, sound of a little cry yeah she didn't do a big noise no, or anything and there's all those things that then flash through my mind as well like when you know that some babies are blue or they have to just help them with that first breath or they're crying lots you know all those very quickly flash in my head but then she was just there and she was okay and they kind of guided her yeah. for breastfeeding i said i wanted to try this baby led and they're like no we'll just do it like this yeah yeah, yeah. which is fine when we talked to our breastfeeding person they said they might not have even understood what i meant by yeah, yeah, yeah. baby led i've looked at some stuff and they call it biological yeah, feeding position, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and then they left us alone yeah i had we had on the birth plan for two we wanted to be two hours by ourselves it was um emma and amelia yeah their shift finished at eight, eight o'clock, o'clock yeah didn't it? so that I was mean, it as well. At the start of the day, they were like, hopefully we'll get to see this baby before And, and Emma said she, she was confident she would. That thing where it was probably about midday. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you were six centimetres dilated, they said. Yeah, not five, actually. And then um, she said, I think this baby's going to be out before we finish our shift. I had that in my head as well because I wanted them to meet to see yes. her. <laughs> and it was that. It was that about 7.12, out she pops. And they finished up tidying everything and doing that at 7.45. Yeah. And they said their goodbyes. It was lovely. It was really good timing. Yeah. But then we were just left to our own. Like, you know, we were just left. You cut the cord. Bo- I cut the cord. I also got, uh, the, I've got the placenta in a oh, yeah. Tupperware box in our freezer. And, yeah. um, but then we were left for like three hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Just the three of us. Yeah. Which and was like, again, they really respect, they they read the birth plan. And yeah, they respected they everything and did everything for us that they could yes um but then it was also the reality because of covid times um that carl had to go home and because i had been um on getting monitored for my bloods they wanted me to stay in hospital overnight with her and go to the postnatal unit so um, we kind of packed up and got ready to go. Yeah, you had a shower. I went and had a shower. It got really shivery at the yeah. end of the shower, so we had to keep put you under the hot water again. Which was quite, which was quite intense. Yeah, I yeah. found that like I just got really cold once the shower was finished. Well, I think that was I was I was quite shocked that you know they were like, oh yeah, have a shower because like what you'd just been through. I don't know. I thought let's not have a walking around. <laughs> but they offered. They were like, do you want to? And I was yeah, considering yeah, yeah. it, and I was like, yeah, actually. Yes. So yeah, I helped you into the shower and we like washed you and sprayed you down. But yeah, I could see that yeah, you were just physically very worn out. And you? I was cold, like it was just cold. The room was cold. The door was open in the sh- yeah, in the shower yeah, room, yeah. and and so I got Carl to pull the emergency thing just so we could get some more towels yeah, yeah, and yeah. kind of wrap me up again. And once yeah, once we we got a hot water in you for a bit and then just wrapped you in towels basically it was quite yeah. swaddled you. Oh, before that, and you you put her first nappy on, didn't you? And you put her clothes on. I put yeah, I dressed her under um, the guidance of. Um, Kiara, who Kiara, was the next yeah. midwife who came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, so then we wheeled you up to the doors of the postnatal yeah. ward, and then I just had to say my goodbyes and go home. I was. I thought you were going to cry so much. I was watching your eyes. Yeah, but I was weirdly. I think I was more still in that sort of adrenaline yeah. shock of like just the day that was just. Yeah, yeah. I just witnessed. But it. the release and the relief of what. Had 
yeah happened i came i mean it's mental when i came home i, I think i texted you that night obviously we were texting that night, but I, I can't remember if i texted you when i did it but i came home and i just had suddenly started unpacking my bag and i had the, i found a placenta sitting there in a big tupperware yeah I was like, i've got to get it in the freezer and then there was no room in the freezer so i took out a big bag of vegetable scraps and uh i thought well i can't let them get away so i started making some stock and with the scraps not the, the placenta <laughs> and i put the placenta in the freezer where they were so i found myself literally you know first child born. celebration celebration some people go and wet the baby's head i was at home making stock yeah and i was in the postnatal ward in a room with three other beds and three other women curtained off with their freshly born babies as well and I had mine and sort of just left to myself with her. Yeah. And then just to quickly add a little the sad amendment of like the fact that you had to stay in for an extra day as mm. well because they just wanted to just double check that your blood had gone right back up yeah. before letting you out. So I know I wasn't allowed to visit because you were on the post. Yeah. So there was a basically 36 hours afterwards. Where we were just texting and I was sending photos. But, but I, I sort of, a few a few mates checked in on me, which is quite nice. Yeah. You know, just because you know, obviously they'd said, how'd it go? And I said, it's, yeah, it's great. She's healthy. She's out. And uh, I said how how amazing you did, you did it. And then I said, and I explained, but yeah, you know, I'm at home now just waiting to find out when they can come home. Yeah. And weirdly, I found it quite easy to sort of work out, sort of say, do you know what? This isn't a bad thing. Because I thought that that idea of you two mm. just having 36 hours, just the two of you in a bed together yeah. is a really good, healthy bonding thing. Yeah, yeah. It was um, like it's just a single bed with a cot next to it. No TV, no nothing, just me and her. Yeah. And like basically lots of skin to skin, guys. I did yeah, yeah. loads of skin to skin. <laughs> two full days of skin to skin. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's still going. Yeah, she's lying on your belly now. I've got my boobs out. Yeah, you've <laughs> basically had your boobs out for uh, a week. Um, I, I thought that was going to be the way and, you know, it's true, it's here. Um, and yeah, so they had to, my bloods were fine. They checked hers as well and she's got completely normal 275 on the old platelet. Loads of platelets. She probably <laughs> nicked all yours. That's yeah, why you were so... She stole my ones as well. Um, I, I did... Uh, I was quite committed to the fact that Carl was going to be doing first nappies and things like that, but yeah. I'd had that first meconium one. Yeah, well, I'm, I miss, I'm lucky to have missed the bad ones. Yeah. I think we might follow up with episodes about all this kind of stuff, but... Yes. Just got to say that first, we'd seen pictures of what those first poos are supposed to look like, and it's like a little, little tiny poo. This was... <laughs> you sent me a photograph. It was a nap. It was like... I don't know, a cup, looked like a cup full of <laughs> molasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to, like, I rang the bell because I was like, is this, is this okay? Is it? She's like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's lots there, isn't there? But it was normal. It's fine that there was that much. But she had to help me clean it up. Well, yeah, well she basically held Twyla while I, while I cleaned her. Yes. And, and there now you we go. Have, now we have a baby. <laughs> now we have a baby and she's been sleeping on me the for the whole time. podcast. And this is, do you know what? This is not even her first podcast. She was on a podcast yesterday. She wasn't on a podcast. <laughs> I was just doing a little thing with Julian Dean and I shouted to bring her in so he could see her. Yeah. That was all it was. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's, yeah she's, she's appeared on one. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a week, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, I mean, I can't believe your recovery... Not that you're, I'm not saying you're fully recovered. Yeah. There's still sort of physical, you know, recovery to be done. But my, in my head, if I when I watched what you did and what you went yeah. through, you know, that was I would I I would I would rather get hit by a car. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because it, it looked painful. That, but it was just so so intense and amazing and yeah. like just such a full on day. But that you, I can't even begin to compute what it would be like to go through. But you sort of you know. You came home Monday, and we've had just—it's been pretty. We're not no, obviously it's not normal because we've suddenly we're not sleeping because we're this. this yeah. Obviously, she basically feeds, sleeps, wakes up, feeds. Yeah, it's almost every two hours. Yeah. But we're still like, I'm cooking all the food, and you're you're totally just like. One thing is, whenever, um, if I'm trying to feed, if I'm feeding her, and Carl makes me laugh, 
that's one of the funniest. Yeah. It's just how much she, she just jiggles, jiggles around and has to get used to that. But we've been out for two big walks with yeah. her in the pram and like it just feels like I'm very surprised with how uh, it, we've managed to sort of have moments of normal life yeah. within a week of having a like, baby. I mean, we're, we're, we're fucking sitting here recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've heard just sitting on you. But I think, again, this, we're very lucky that she's totally healthy. Yeah. Uh, there's no, she's not a big crier. Had, oh, yeah, she and she weighed 3.4 kilos, yes. so 7 pounds 5. So she's not massive Janet, everybody. She's, she's just a very twyla. little, lovely little Twyla. <laughs> <laughs> and she's lovely. She is a lovely... Yeah. Like, you know, obviously you can't be objective about your own baby, but we just keep looking at her and just going like, oh, I she's love so you. lovely. <laughs> um, she's like, she's, and she's mostly super chilled. Yeah. But I think we've, a, we've had, you know, we've had some challenges already in the first week and I think we'll, we might as well record again if we I find reckon, another yeah. time. I was thinking maybe going up to sort of that full 42 weeks yeah just to give you a rundown of the first two going. weeks of having a because yeah, yeah it's, we could say the, the first week has had a couple of moments actually were little baptisms of fire yeah so it'd be good to talk about them in depth i think yeah but um so yeah this is just mainly our birth story mainly that we've got a baby we got, we got one <laughs> we got <laughs> that was what i kept wanting to share that ghostbusters um i always think about ghostbusters when they get the first Oh, yeah, phone yeah. call we, and yeah. the, the lady goes we got one yeah yeah uh, oh another thing was um i made went sure when carl went home that he told the zoom party people that the zoom party oh, wasn't yeah. going to happen so i sent an email that um what is it like 1 30 a.m with a picture of twyla saying hi everyone and we might have to postpone tomorrow's zoom <laughs> party because this little person arrived yeah and which and you know a number of my friends said she want you know She's a little Norris baby. Yeah, she wanted she to come to the party. Like, miss the party. <laughs> but she'd have to wait because we're going to have that another day instead. Yes. So. So anyway, there she is. She's yeah. here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do. Yeah. So next episode, we'll actually do a little. Right. This is your first yeah, week of having happened. a child mm-hmm. because I think that's something that we'd actually done enough a lot of research on, mm-hmm. and like especially like Viv and Josie. Mm. They recommended some good books to read about their initial stages. Yeah. Because it is full on, isn't it? Yeah. You just suddenly got a little human. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to just... It's, it, yeah, everyone knows that, but it is really, it's a really ex- ex- intense and amazing And at the, at the same week. time, genuinely, that it's, she's only been here for just over... She's been with us for a week and a day. Yeah. It also feels like forever. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but in like a sort of oh, it feels like oh yeah, she just this she's ours, isn't she? She made a little noise. I just put the microphone to her, but she didn't make any more. <laughs> she's not. She just, I don't, hopefully, she yeah. does yeah, not take ours. after us. Yeah. <laughs> she goes off and does something professional and uh, financially lucrative. She can be whoever she wants to be, man. Whoever <laughs> she wants to be. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, we will talk to you again next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.